Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. <laughs> All I can think of is pickle butter right now. Um, <laughs> I forgot even what I was supposed to talk about. It's just in my head. Maybe you should share with the viewers, Marinella, about your pickle butter. <laughs> uh, I've made an abundant amount of apple butter, which I shared with a bunch of people. It came out great, but I'm like towards the end of the apple butter that I put in a jar. And it's got a hint of pickle to it because I put it, which I'm pretty sure is either the pickle jar or the lid was for a pickle jar. So big hit, but definitely a hybrid to pickle flavor now. <laughs> but are you, you're still eating it, right? Like it's still enjoyable or is it tipped over to not enjoyable anymore? It's it's a shock. I mean, I wouldn't offer it to anybody. Like, uh, I put it on my, like, toast, and I'm like, okay, like, I could taste the pickle. But after I get through, like, maybe the first piece of toast, I'm like, I don't taste the pickle anymore. Okay. Gotcha. So second piece of toast still tastes great. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to waste all that effort and time and food. But, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty clear. It's pickle-flavored. <laughs> Well, I mean, as I said, you did an amazing job making the apple butter. The lesson learned is just, I guess, making sure. And I would have fallen for it as well because I, I have this like thing where I think glass doesn't retain smell because it doesn't retain smell as much as plastic does. Like plastic really retains like the yeah. smell of mm-hmm. things to me. But I, I forget how like strong a pickle smell and flavor is. And I guess I can see how that might permeate even glass or a lid um which i'm assuming is like a metal lid mm-hmm. it is a metal lid well, uh, do i before- do i empty this jar and then put something different in there to see if i can get apple butter pickle hint on the next item oh just keep it going and see how many like layers of flavor you can add yeah like this. i could invent the next flavor you know like there's the umami flavor well what's after that could be whatever's brewed in there. Oh, my God. I love this. Keep us posted because I'm like all in for this now. <laughs> yeah, I will. Top priority. Well, before we get into the topic at hand, you and I talked last week about your ring footage. And I just have to say in the last 24 hours, because we're filming the day after Halloween, I have seen on Reddit and online so many people sharing their ring footage of like they'll leave their candy out for people to just like come up and take a piece or two. And it's a lot of adults, it's not even the kids, coming up and just emptying their <laughs> bag or their basket of candy. And uh, yeah, so people are sharing their ring footage of that and shaming the adults online, which I'm, I'm really here for that sort of public shaming. Yeah, yeah. The take one days are over. Yeah. Can't do it. It's just like, and like so many of the footages I've seen are adults who are like out trick-or-treating with their kids, but again, it's the adults doing it, not the kids. In fact, like I saw a couple where like the kids go in and take one or two pieces of candy and then the parent comes in, or presumably the parent, whoever the adult is, and uh, is just like scooping out like handfuls of the candy. And I'm like, what sort of lessons are you teaching your child? Uh, not good ones. Not at all. 
I mean, this is definitely why they say we can't have nice things anymore. I get why people make that comment. <laughs> this is why we don't pass out candy anymore, quite honestly. Right? I, don't, I wouldn't try to do it here. It would be very sketchy if I had a trick-or-treater come by. I mean, I half expected, like, one of these little rugrats in the buildings would be, like, knocking on my door or asking me for some, for some candy, which I would have been like... <laughs> Do you want some ground coffee? I don't. I don't have anything for you. <laughs> Do um. Does your building put together like a night of trick or treating, or no? Uh, no. My building can't even put together the building. So, <laughs> I mean, that's asking a whole lot. I don't know. <laughs> In Chicago, since a lot of people do live in like condo complexes or like apartment buildings, what is pretty common here is the neighborhoods um, put on trick-or-treating at the the local shops. So like this Saturday was Andersonville, which I live close to Andersonville, um, trick-or-treating from like 12 to 3, and you just go from shop to shop. Uh, like store oh, to store like the restaurants coffee shops little boutiques like they all have candy and you you know all the kids and it is it's really cute because then if you're out and about you can see all the little kids in their costumes and it's got a very like community vibe right because you're in the neighborhood and you're um stepping by all the little places I don't know it's very cute but that's uh that's pretty common here in Chicago since yeah I guess it'd, it'd be weird to trick-or-treat in an apartment or a condo Unless the condo organized it. You got to go up all those stairs. I'd be pissed if I got to the third floor and nobody was there. I would just be, yeah. Man, although I've also heard trunk or treating is popular where people like congregate in a parking lot and they open up the trunk of their car and have candy in it. And then all the kids go around the parking lot and like take candy out of the trunk. I could see that being okay if there's enough space between the cars, but if you're just like, just like going down the line, that might be a little bit like anticlimactic. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There is something that's like you, and I get it. I, you know, if you if you're in an area where people are very like rural or spaced out, or people live in like condo buildings, then. Um, I get that you can't do kind of the traditional trick-or-treating, so I guess I get it. But if you're in an area where people can just trick-or-treat regularly and you're going to a parking lot, I don't know. It feels like your kids are missing out on the experience, right? Oh, yeah. I had all those good times. I don't know. The first time I went trick-or-treating, I was like, I don't know, I think it was like four or five, and I I walked directly into somebody's house and sat on their couch. That's a fact. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was like, you just like sat down, made yourself right at home. Like you thought that's what you're supposed to do. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh my God. I <laughs> must have beat the extrovert out of me because that never, ever happened again. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I'm also glad you weren't abducted or killed. They were probably like the nicest couple. And they're like, OK, honey, we're going to call your parents. Where do you live again? <laughs> yeah. I think it was a nice, thick Italian neighborhood in Hartford, Connecticut. So. Who knows? They probably didn't want anything to do with me. Well, uh, you know, kids, uh, I guess this will segue nicely for me. Spoiler, deal breakers is what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But before we kick off, I'm curious because we've done 
episodes on like red flags in relationships before. So how did you define deal breakers when you were thinking of your things that are deal breakers for you? Like how would you differentiate it from a red flag? Or do you think it's kind of the same thing? No, like I feel like a deal breaker is like something you absolutely can't live with or without. Like or it's so important that you can't overlook it and it's more of a it's not it's not just a concern it's like a complete just put off or like you actually feel yourself being compelled to just Mm -hmm. walk away yeah that's I think probably kind of how I would define it I'd also say sometimes the deal breakers are like on stuff um that there isn't a compromise you know Mm -hmm. so like you know, hinting at one of mine um, children and I don't want children and somebody who did want children, that would be like a deal breaker in the relationship. But neither one of us is bad or wrong. It's just obvious there's no way to compromise on having half a child. Like that doesn't, <laughs> that's not an option. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah it's not. I- <laughs> I'd be like, were you gonna? You take care of it, but leave thoughts. me away from it. You know what I mean? Just like that—that that would be a bad compromise. Agreed. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So I can um, I can kick us off because I've kind of hinted. One of mine is just like we want different things, and again, things that like you can't compromise on. So children is the obvious one that came to mind for me. Um, but it could be something like where you live, you know? And I think mm-hmm. for the most part, people can work through that. But perhaps it is something that's like, I absolutely would never live, you know, in these places or in a rural area or what have you. And the other person really wanted to. Um, so, like, those sorts of things are deal breakers for me. And again, children's kind of the only one that really probably... I guess maybe not. Maybe I would also put in politics and religion into this because I have pretty strong beliefs on those and I probably wouldn't do well with somebody who had opposing beliefs to myself. Yeah, yeah. I I can't really see you with somebody who was like hard to the right. Like it would just seem a little bit. Yeah. And they would hate being with me, right? Stressful. Well, maybe, but maybe not. Some people thrive in that shit, and they're like, I love it. I love having a partner I can just, like, debate with and just, they. I don't know how, but I guess it's thrilling I mean, for some. I mean, I get, yeah. I, and not, I definitely love debating and talking about things related to politics and religion, but I still think we need to be semi on the same end of the spectrum. Not that we have to have every belief the same, because I don't truly believe that, but, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, to your point, I couldn't be someone completely on the opposite end of the spectrum. That debating would just turn into, like, rage and unhappiness <laughs> and resentfulness. <laughs> just, like, sending them, like, articles all day. You don't even text them, like, anything sweet anymore. You're just like, here's this article, bitch. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that God. would be my life and our relationship. And, I'm again, I don't think either of us would want that. So that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah, um, I would say for for me, kids is not a deal breaker, but I don't want to give birth to any kids. I don't want to do it. Um, I guess if I met somebody that was like pretty hard up about doing it, I'd be 
willing to compromise but i i feel like for me i'd more so if i was to have kids i'd want to adopt a much older kid mm-hmm. i just that's what i feel like i would want mm-hmm. that's what i could yeah. handle put put to put it that way no that's fair yeah, yeah and you shouldn't be you shouldn't be made to birth a child if you don't want one that's another deal breaker <laughs> wow that I would say is if imagine you are, that uh, if you're pro-life in the sense that you're anti like a woman's right to choose um because i kind of believe everyone's pro-life unless you're a fucking psychopath um but pro-choice in the sense of like against women's access to abortion and a woman's right to choose yeah we wouldn't that also would be a huge deal breaker yeah so for me i'm thinking like when you're coming up like because people have always asked me like when i've gone on a date like what's a non-negotiable for you Mm. and i don't know if that's the same as a deal breaker but i'm always so reluctant to tell people that like what the i used to not have any deal breakers because i thought they were too limiting but that's the point yeah like it's a good idea Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. i just feel like if you kind of just I guess I've been had in so many ways where I've told people like what my deal breakers are, what my non-negotiables were. And they were like, oh yeah, I same page and like give it some time. And you're like, Mm. well, these actions have clearly not lined up with any of the things. And then I've just, so I'm like a little bit hesitant to just lay it all out there. I kind of want to wait and see what people really feel. Just like in casual conversation instead of like, you know, what are the things that you don't want? Yeah. No, I, it is tough, especially like as you said that, I was thinking of some of the things on my list. And like they are things that I try to gauge earlier into dating somebody and into a relationship. And you might even have a conversation about these things and kind of think you're on similar page. But like as you said, as time moves on, they kind of start revealing that that's not the case. Um and that's that's tough, right? Because it's like, well, you told me A, and I continued into the relationship, but your actions are all showing B. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, I, I think it depends on, at least for me, it would depend on um, the potential in the relationship. You know, is this something where I can kind of call out that I feel like there's a discrepancy there, and I, you know, reinforce that I'm looking for A, and and see if they're still looking at a or if they're like nods b all the way for me um (laughs) you know what i mean like i would i would try to communicate and talk through that but it is it's tough because you're right i think just because you're open and honest other people may not be or i mean at least on some of these things on my list i guess people could like change their opinion over time right yeah that's a potential yeah i think and like that's one of That's definitely one of my deal breakers is if like if you're just too rigid on like every single thing Mm -hmm. it's 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 too much for me I need to be like okay maybe you can possibly you can possibly see you know a difference of opinion here or you could see how somebody would be into this just that like very rigid type is a deal breaker for me for sure Mm -hmm. no I think that's fair yeah so um continuing on with my next one as well I hate and this this I feel like presents itself earlier in the relationship but someone who like cancels plans a lot 
and also like doesn't <laughs> ever plan, which I don't I don't know what you know, I, I my stereotype all the time. Why am I saying I hate to stereotype? But and like heterosexual relationships, I often feel like men will do planning earlier on during like the courtship, but then they kind of stop planning. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like there's this like mental load that men just assume women will take over like planning and prepping and you know what I mean yeah I may be more of the identified with the male on this because I'm not very good (laughs) at planning um and only because like I feel like I want to do whatever feels right at the time a lot of times I'm like you know if I want to be more spontaneous I guess with plans with when I'm at least kind of getting to know somebody at first I don't want it to be so like what are we doing now what are we doing then what are we doing Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I think early on sorry to be that guy Liz oh my gosh no (laughs) we can never date we won't get married fine that's fine no big deal (laughs) I think earlier on in the relationship the bigger problem for me is people who cancel all the time and I have dated. I'm like, why are we even dating? Like, you keep canceling. That like yeah, is the bigger yeah. problem. And then later on, I think it becomes they like stop planning. And not that I need every little thing planned, but like, you know, come up with a date idea. And or even if it's all like, we're gonna start here and see where the night takes us. At least it's like some initiative. But I often feel like um, in past relationships, it's like. <laughs> somehow just like falling off a cliff or I'm like okay so it's always my responsibility to like decide on the day then like decide where we're gonna start or you know general idea of what we're gonna do um and yeah I always want that like mental task on my yeah plate no no you don't want to have to do all of that every time that's exhausting no not at all yeah I guess I guess that's a be that would be a deal breaker for me as well I guess if I had to do all the planning I'd be stressed. Um, yeah. yeah. A deal breaker for me is if you don't live in your own place. I mean, I I feel like mm. that's probably probably varies on where you live. Like, in, obviously, if you're like in New York City, it's possible that you might need some roommates. Right. Right. But in Florida, I I don't want you living with your mama. I don't want you living with your college roommate still I just I I can't do that that's a deal breaker yeah and I would say for our age too like I also get if you're right out of college maybe you move back home for a bit to save money while you get like into your career or so you know like I don't mean to <clears throat> I agree with you though like at, at my age I'm 38 I'll be 39 in a couple of months like I, I need you to like have your own place and like you know pay your own bills have some like level of responsibility in your life and taking care of yourself yeah that's definitely I mean it's probably a given but I just feel like I need to put that out there sometimes I just get shocked at uh where people are at in their 30s sometimes (laughs) yeah no I don't think it's a given at all and again I'm not saying there aren't outliers because I don't think you're saying there aren't outliers too like there might be a particular reason why someone temporarily has moved back in or if you live in a very high cost of living area you may need to have roommates in order to afford any housing yep. but like by and large if you're in your late 30s 
and you don't live in an extremely high cost of living area and there's no like extraneous circumstances you should have a place of your own yeah that you don't need me to move into yet we're not u-hauling as well that's a deal breaker (laughs) (laughs) um speaking of stereotype i feel like that's uh that's a little more common i think in same-sex women relationships than it is in heterosexual relationships the u-haul on the second date situation oh i mean yeah i've I've probably maybe once or twice actually fallen like victim to that but very voluntarily i just feel like women get very emotionally connected quickly and you just could like Mm -hmm. see your whole world and you're like why wouldn't we move in together absolutely yeah, but most men are like, so emotionally unavailable that it would be impossible. <laughs> uh, I've I've met my share of emotionally unavailable women, so you're you know that could happen too. But yeah, u hauling is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so this is I think kind of in the same vein as yours, but uh, a deal breaker for me is not contributing to household chores like that needs to be pretty 50 50 and i think yes like because i do not want to be your mother right like you're a grown man we both work presumably like you can be contributing to the household upkeep and i'm totally fine with like if there's certain things you like more than others and vice versa like we can try to split it up so that we both get things that we can tolerate a little bit more or we perhaps even enjoy but yeah like I if it's not basically 50 50 I, I can't have a man child I just cannot oh yeah I've lived alone I, I mean, far too long to have a man child yeah and and you and you know what's worse is that say it's not 50 50 and you're doing most of it and you're still like you have to continuously ask and tell somebody to do it then that's when you start to feel like a mother because then you're still doing it anyway but you've now had to say it a million times so like i'm with you Mm -hmm. on that like it's definitely a deal breaker for somebody to not contribute i'm of the mindset like oh you're making dinner i'm gonna wash the dishes that's like yeah pretty simple shit you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. yeah I um I also just like hearing you say like uh you know how the woman has to kind of like again heterosexual relationships like remind the man I then I feel like women get pegged as nagging and men are like oh my god she nags all the time it's like well yeah but you never contribute like she's at her wit's end she's asked probably (laughs) 40 times nicely and at this point has like lost her mind over this yeah (laughs) My last serious relationship I was in, um, her apartment was not the cleanest, so I decided to, like, clean the shit out of it one day because it was driving me crazy. (laughs) And I've not seen somebody so upset before. She was like, what did you do? I was like, I cleaned. So that was, like, above and beyond what I would say. Maybe don't do that, but yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I'm, you know, maybe that's also like, I don't expect someone to be perfectly clean, but like, I keep my place pretty clean and picked up, you know, like I'll yeah. have some moments where it's not hundred percent tidy, but like my place is relatively clean most of the time. And, uh, if you are somebody who just 
doesn't want to live that way again that's perfectly fine that's probably a deal breaker because I um I feel stressed out if my place is messy like it's hard Mm -hmm. for me not to feel messy in my brain and anxious if like everything that I look at is messy messy bed messy head that's what they say right it is and I it is what they say my core What about like keeping cabinet doors open? I've I've seen a lot of memes that show like men like opening all these cabinets but never closing them. <laughs> oh my god! I don't really know well, if that's. A th- I've not experienced that, so I'm like, do dudes do this? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I will say, um, Walter, my male cat, does it. Uh, he opens it. doors because he knows how to open the bottom cabinets. He knows if he paws at him, he can get him to open. Um, and so he does that and he'll go in and hang out in the cabinet for a bit and then exit but doesn't close the cabinet door so i guess i'm already living that life (laughs) god walter i know what a little jerk not 50 50 at all son of a bitch definitely not but i will say the emotional availability of walter is top notch 100 percent. yeah all the time a cuddler so Oh, that's yeah. one of my deal breakers. If you're not an affectionate person. Mm, or yeah. if you don't enjoy sex very often. Those are two things where I'm like, if that's not going to be happening, then uh, I hate to break it to you. We're going to be just friends. It's not, it's mm-hmm. a pivotal part of my relationship. Yeah. Well, I feel like sex is a big, one of the top reasons for couples not working out. And like, I know some of its differences in libido and I know you know there can be so many factors impacting things but i do agree like you know average over the year or the course of a long period of time like you should want to have a sex about as frequently as i would like to should be somewhat comparable yeah you gotta be on the same page with that um another deal breaker i think Mm -hmm. would be along those lines is if I, I guess if you're just, I, I used to gauge at how people treated their family, but then I've realized like, I try to observe myself around my family and I'm sometimes not my best self, mm-hmm. but the way you treat like a stranger, like either like mm-hmm. the service staff, yeah. um, you could be like the most attractive person on earth, but nothing will shut me down from my attraction from you quicker than how you like treat people out in public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's like, that's huge. Um, Especially because we've talked about this before with like servers or, uh, you know, customer service reps or whatever. They're, you know, they're just attempting to do their job. They're most likely not responsible for the thing that you're upset about, like not personally responsible for the thing that you're upset about. They're just like the target of Mm -hmm. your like anger ire if assuming you're somebody who's taking it out on them and um that's just like really (laughs) douchey yeah it's just like or cunty you're a douchey cunt uh i think if you do that sort of stuff i agree it's a big deal breaker for me too i i often wonder how those people have gone on many dates or had relationships i'm like did somebody was somebody okay with this how yeah (laughs) how did they I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, oh, yeah, I don't know. But I, the things that, and maybe I'm too picky at times and like my tolerance for stuff is very low. I mean, I don't think that 
my tolerance for that. I think my tolerance for that's in the right place. But I, I, you know, I guess I can see how people tolerate behaviors or like are willing to look the other way to like want to make something work with somebody. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty bad. Like if, yeah, if they're willing to do that to just like a pretty innocent person. And because I also find, <clears throat> not to go off on a tangent about this, but I also I often find like if you're yelling at the, the service staff or, you know, the customer service rep or whatever, like nine times out of ten, it's over the fucking smallest thing. And if you had just asked nicely, you would have gotten the same outcome. You know what I mean? So like your reaction was completely unwarranted. Yeah, or how how much did that thing actually matter? It's like, really? Was it that big of a deal? Like, I've seen people go pretty crazy in St. Pete over um, straws because they've taken away the plastic straws in St. Pete. Mm -hmm. And they've replaced them with, like, a lot of, um, like, paper ones or ones that are made of... And people are like, can I get a real straw over here? And you're just like... You know there's no real straw. It's, do you use a fucking straw at home every time you have a glass of water? Do you? Right. I don't. Please. No, you don't. Oh, my God. And I get it. Like, I I really don't like the paper straws. I actually have um, metal straws at home for, like, things that I do drink with a straw so that I don't, like, have plastic anything. Um, but, yeah, like, just drink it out of the cup. Like, do you not know how to drink uh-huh. a beverage out of a fucking cup without a straw? Really? I just throw it all over my chest. I don't know what to do. (laughs) This is not how you do it. (laughs) Takes me back to my infancy. (laughs) Oh, man, child Marinella. Um, (laughs) Well, this this kind of segues nicely to one of mine. But if you have anger issues, that's a deal breaker for me. Like, Mm -hmm. anger is a valid emotion, but... The anger issues, you know what I'm talking about. The people who, like, fly off the handle all the time. It's always disproportionate to, like, the thing that set them off. So it's, like, the people who road rage, you know, it's, like, okay, so you got cut off. Like, yeah, it's frustrating. Maybe I'll make a comment in the car. But, like, I'm not going to fucking chase somebody down or scream or throw an adult temper tantrum over it. I can't. I cannot with the anger issues. Yeah, I don't appreciate like a, like a loud volume like that. I guess with anger, like I I mean, I can tell when somebody's angry and maybe they're 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 bottling it up, they're containing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I can be okay with that, but like somebody who's sure. just like fucking going crazy. Um, no, and I think it's cuz I honestly I grew up with a lot of that and it was probably something that was like jolting for me, so it's I'm just extra sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am as well, and um, and I've dated men like that, and uh, it, I hate it because it it does it gives you the sense of like walking on eggshells because you don't want to tick them off um, if they're that easily upset and they're that volatile. Um, but also, um, what was I gonna say? I lost my train of thought. Oh well. Yeah, I just, it's it's really an unattractive quality. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Like, I get, you know, not to excuse it away, but, you know, when you're younger, like your teens and your early 20s, I get you're still, like, learning a bit of how to control your emotions and manage them. But again, we're 
I'm 38. Like if you if you don't know how to control your anger at 38, like no, I don't get time for you. Like that's a lesson you should have learned a decade plus ago. <laughs> yeah. That, and a deal breaker for me is like if you have like poor communication. Mm-hmm. Um which I probably was pretty bad at a couple of years ago, but honestly, uh you know, you got to figure out what the hell to do because um I'm of like more of a, I guess I need more of a growth mindset from somebody. So if they're not able to communicate with me, tell me the truth, just like all those things, be honest, um, express themselves clearly, mm-hmm. then it's probably a deal breaker for me. It's, it's, it's not really worth my time. I mean, mm-hmm. I could have the patience for somebody who's like just kind of starting out, like learning how to communicate better. But ultimately, like there's a sea of people in this world out there that are just far more open and willing to communicate so I'm not gonna waste my time mm-hmm. yeah no I agree with that wholeheartedly um and I also I'm similar to you like I don't know that I was always the best communicator and it is something I'm learning to improve but um if I think you're a bad <laughs> communicator that means you're worse <laughs> than me um <laughs> and to your point though I, th- I think like if you are someone who's working on it there's some room there but if you're not really doing anything toward growing and evolving then there's definitely that's like a solid deal breaker um I also I think probably in a similar vein like someone who's not who never apologizes that would be a deal breaker you know what I mean like if you fucked yeah. up we've all fucked up we've all done something where you know we've we've said something rashly or we've done something whatever it might be big or small if you can't genuinely apologize like that's Mm -hmm. a huge red flag and deal not even a red flag that's a straight up deal breaker for me yeah saying sorry is is the bare minimum of what you can do when you fuck up I mean what else there's really Mm -hmm. no other starting point Um, And I feel with these things, they're like patterns, right? It's not like the first time you do it, I like completely end all things. But like if there is a pattern of you having anger outbursts, if there's a pattern of you not being able to communicate things, if there's a pattern of you messing up and not apologizing, like, right, it's like the pattern of it that becomes the deal breaker. Yeah, because you're not seeing, you're not really seeing any hope of anything changing or improving if it just continues to happen. So yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe at this point, I it's a deal breaker. Have Have you been to therapy ever? No, that uh, might be a deal breaker, honestly, because I don't, I don't know. I just feel like it's something that most of the people that I feel connected with have at least given a shot because they have looked for something where they might have struggled or had some opportunity and I, I just don't know if somebody who for me doesn't know a little bit of a struggle I don't know if it's gonna work out mm, yeah might be it might be too is it too easy for me I don't know has it been too good for you it may not work out that's my deal breaker probably <laughs> Well, I mean, there is something to be said about, like, someone who's too perfect or seemingly, like, has never, you know what I mean, like, struggled in any, and I, granted, I think you can be born into a lot of privilege and truly have not faced a lot of hardships in life, but there's still things that you might struggle with, like, emotional growth being something, you know, that money and privilege doesn't necessarily buy you, um, 
I actually think I would love to find somebody who would be open to periodically doing sessions with a counselor as a couple and just like kind of, it's like almost fine tuning your car, right? Like you go in, you can get the oil change and you like I kind of like the idea of periodically going in and not waiting for something to be like really really wrong in the relationship, but like just keep the car running, go in and maintain it. Um cuz apparently I yeah. equate my relationship to a car. That's where I'm at, but uh <laughs> I Anywho. hope it's a Tesla so you can you can grow into the future, please. Oh my gosh. Have I told you that I've had two Uber Teslas? No. So I've been in Wow. Which I'm like, if you are Ubering in your Tesla, you can't you can't afford the Tesla and you shouldn't have it. But <laughs> whatever. I really enjoyed being able to say that I've been in a Tesla. But they are weird. So like the door handle, it's like flush with the vehicle and so you have to like pop it out which is hard to do especially you know the first time I was a little bit high and I was being picked up um (laughs) and I was like oh my god this is complicated (laughs) like can't that just be a door handle and then when you're on the inside and you're going to exit there's a button you push and it pops the door open and then you like open it from there and again the the first time I was in it I was like you know, feeling around in the dark <laughs> for the door handle, like the first like a like, blind person. A just yeah. like, oh, damn! I was like, I've never been in a car so fancy. Wow. Yeah. Is it is yeah. it is it extra for those, or are they just? I mean, I think those are standard. Um, it's also they have like uh, I don't think it's an Apple iPad. I'm sure it's their own proprietary, but it's like a it's like a nav screen situation up front like a console nav that's not like your gps nav that you see in a lot of vehicles like this thing it looks like you could run like norad out of it like we could do missile strikes from a tesla be like hit you know moscow <laughs> press this button i mean it's like I, I don't even know it's fucking fancy af and it's i amazing. felt so I... weird being stoned in a tesla <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i could handle it i'd be like i'm in a spaceship Wow. Like, oh my God. I hope you can't hear any of what is, what I'm hearing through this wall next to me, which it sounds like some real domestic dispute shit. Um, Oh no. Check the ring footage. (laughs) I I mean, honestly, I I have my concerns, so I don't know. I'm just saying. Hopefully, if it picks up on the audio, just fucking clean this shit up because it sounds pretty bad. Oh, Um, no. Not, no bueno, but I'm not hearing it right now. We'll see if it picks up on, on your audio, but at least uh, as far as what I can hear over the phone, none. I'll just awkwardly see them tomorrow and just mourn for their children. Anyway, um, speaking of Teslas, <laughs> I think for me it's a deal breaker if you're like into pretty flashy things like... Um, mm. You know, if you can't do anything without spending a bunch of a bunch of money or you're like into, you know, like you're like a brand whore or, you know, to go to the beach, you need to take a boat or something mm-hmm. like that, like that type of stuff. It's yeah, it's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. So I have high maintenance on mine, which I think is kind of of the same vein. Like if you're into, yeah. you know, a lot of and here's the thing, because I almost hate the term high maintenance because I 
I get that there are a lot of people who have like enjoyment with doing their makeup and you know that's a stress reliever or a hobby or just honestly something they fucking enjoy and they don't need a reason to have to enjoy it um or like very into grooming and you know into fashion so I kind of hate that term high maintenance because it sounds like they're bad people and I don't think that Mm -hmm. but I just don't think we're compatible because it's like I'm not if you've met me like I wear hoodies, jeans, and tennis shoes. My God, I'm I'm truly turning into a Chicago girl. I just said the word tennis shoes instead of sneakers. Um, wow, I tennis know, shoes, eh? I? Uh, <laughs> but you know, like I I am just so I don't wear makeup. I don't really even know how to put on makeup except for like some mascara. That's about the extent of my makeup abilities. Yeah, so like I just think we probably would not be compatible. Yeah, I, me neither. Honestly, like, I, although I've I've dated plenty of people that were very high maintenance that did put on a, light, a lot of makeup, and that's pretty much all they were like high maintenance about. But like, it's really more so like you can't have like an everyday average day, and you need mm. to just do a bunch of this crazy shit. Where I'm just like, yeah, or like somebody who's an extreme an extreme extrovert that needs to be like out you need to go to bars you need to go to parties you need to go to nightclubs like that type of stuff i it's too much for me yeah i'm gonna bore i'm gonna bore the shit out of you i'm just gonna be honest (laughs) oh totally i yeah i don't know how i did go to clubs i and i think part of that is an age thing like that is very much like in your college years or your 20s and that's what everyone does and you enjoy but yeah if you are still living that lifestyle again we're not compatible like I would bore the shit out of you I'm usually in bed by 9 30 10 o'clock I'm up by 5 a.m 5 30 I can't yeah. I can't see you coming home at that time we have the 4 a.m bars here in Chicago and they're open till <sighs> five some of them are open till five on Saturday like if I'm just getting up and you're coming in like we're not we wouldn't even That'd be the moment we see each other <laughs> before you pass out and I'm over here brewing coffee. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. A night person probably is a, a deal breaker for me, like somebody who's up all night. Um, but yeah, like, especially now that I don't drink, like, I can't imagine subjecting myself to going to, like, a bar. Like, to, like being a bar regular, I don't, I don't think I could do that. Um, yeah, yeah, deal breaker. Yeah, I traded in. I was a regular at a bar in my 20s, and I definitely traded that in to be a coffee shop regular. I, I really did go from, like, How I Met Your Mother and McLaren's to Friends and uh, what's their coffee perk? What's the perk place? Central Perk. Central yeah. Perk. That's what it was. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really shifted that lifestyle in my 30s hard. Well, as a friends lover and a how I met your mother lover, it's just, you know, there's a there's a place, a time and a place for both of those, I guess. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Um, let's see here. I've got finances on my list and not so much how much money you make. That's not really my concern. My concern is more about like your philosophy to money. You know, are you and this is oversimplified, but are you like a spender or a saver? You know, do you live within your means? Do you 
budget and stay within those means? Are you saving for retirement or saving for things you want to do, like a trip you want to take or owning a home or whatever it is? Like, I just need that philosophy on money to be similarly, similarly aligned. That is a tough word to say. Very aligned, similar, aligned. Aligned. Sounds good. I just need them to be aligned. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. It's it's probably a deal breaker for me if you're like extremely bad with money. Like I don't want to take that on. I don't want to take on like teaching you about money or like I just don't really want to. And you know, like you said, it's it's not really about how much you've made because like I've I've dated people with lots of money uh, that were not very happy with their jobs and not very good with money and I've dated people with very little that seemed to be like extremely sensible saved a bunch of money so you really just never know what any of that actually Mm -hmm. lines up with if I could I would say please show me your credit score and bank statement um, by month (laughs) two thank you (laughs) I mean it is that's such a tough it's like outside of sex um, I think finance is actually the bigger reason and cause for divorce um and it is like that's such a such a huge one to like and for Mm -hmm. me I can't imagine personally I I cannot imagine um getting married to somebody without having lived together first so that I can see things like again contributing to the household chores one that I mentioned earlier but also like that we can so now we have um you know bills shared shared expenses and like how do we navigate that is there a system that works for us um yeah i just it's a big one finances it's it's tricky you want to be like pretty pretty similar on that stuff or it's going to be a fucking disaster um Mm -hmm. speaking from experience (laughs) yeah it's tough um yeah i mean even even more so like i guess uh, for me a deal breaker would be like if you don't have your own like sense of independence on that like i don't ever want somebody to feel like they need to like when i'm dating them at least like um share everything with me as far as like their their financial like you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or give up their their home or something like that and just really have a sense of self like to me if you don't have that um it's it's kind of it's a concern it's it's probably a deal breaker for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I need to that's an area I need to learn and I'm working on giving a little because my sense of the self in a relationship is so fucking strong whereas like my sense of relationship in the relationship can be um you know it's the lower priority and I'm trying to find where that balance is personally um but I do agree with you that sense of self is important but um I think like I'm so keen on being independent and self-reliant that I forget when you're building a life with somebody that you do want to have moments where like you depend on each other in a healthy way oh yeah and that is something that like Tell me more about <laughs> therapists that I see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I could, like, what is it? It's interdependence that you want to have, not independence and 
yes whatever it's the, it's the, the fine line between but um i guess i just never want to feel like somebody's like completely just ready to like throw their all into me as far as like their finances mm-hmm. and all of that i want i want that to remain kind of separate until until the time is right yeah 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 well and you know there are people who keep finances completely separate there's like so many ways to do finances as a couple like I've seen people keep them completely separate and then they just split up like you pay this bill I pay this bill or like I pay x amount of this bill and you pay y amount of this bill um Mm -hmm. or like people who will open up a joint account where they each put in like a percentage of their money but then they have their own separate account and they can spend that money however they want without like having to confer with the other person um and then i know there's couples who like completely everything's in one account and they may be any you know any um purchase that's over x amount of money we have to discuss but if you make purchases under that amount you're free to do that without like talking with me so i feel like yeah you have to figure out what works but it has to be like a conversation you have and um like not just a one time either like i think you have to check in and be like is this still working does this still make sense for us yeah i think and i think for me it's it's more of like I have to protect my I kind of have to protect myself because I can be mm-hmm. too generous and by the time you know I'm ready to say when I may be in like some serious shit so that's why mm-hmm. for me when I like start to like establish some something with someone I want to know that they're not going to be sucking me dry of money because I will I will likely want to help as much as I can so I have to just know the limit for myself and just kind of steer steer clear of that yeah no that's good advice it is well do you have anything else on your list of deal breakers today um let's see if you're not outdoorsy mm. that's kind of a deal breaker I, you know it's florida there's much fun to be had outside in the sun if you um prefer a vampire lifestyle uh that's probably a deal breaker for me <laughs> if you like the if you like the indoors just too much you know or, or you don't want to break yeah. a sweat or something like that mm-hmm. and um if you hate asian food we will have a terrible time going out to eat because oh. i love it yeah i didn't actually think about that at all on my list but that would be that'd probably be a deal breaker for me too i love indian i love thai food i love vegan sushi i mean i really i love a lot of asian cuisine yeah, I worked at a know. Chinese mall food court restaurant. <laughs> That's where it started, girl. <laughs> That's where my love started. Um, yeah, that's a <clears throat> that's a big one. I would, I mean, I would actually almost broaden that out to like ethnic cuisine in general and willingness to try it, especially like in Chicago. Oh my gosh, we have so many different cultures. You do. And ethnicities yeah. living here and so many of them have opened up restaurants and like cook food from their you know homeland and it's like fucking phenomenal and like why would you not want to try it when you have like easy yeah. access to it they're they're just picky eaters and like i i mean i've been on some dates where i'm like I, i'm like i can tell this person's a picky eater they told me they're adventurous but mm-hmm. yeah just because you you put red onions on something doesn't mean you're wild i'm sorry <laughs> Right. So, yeah, picky eater, definitely a deal breaker for me. 
when my um, when my parents like first got together, I think they might have. I forget if they were married or or not yet, but they went up to Prince Edward Island, Canada, um, to visit. Like somewhere on my mom's side of the family, there's like some extended family that lives up there. Anyways, <clears throat> they made a bunch of shellfish. Like PEI has like the mussels that they're well known for, and like so they had a whole bunch of shellfish. And they made this like, you know, clam bake type thing. And my dad, first off, well, okay, let me tell you the story and then I'll say what I was going to say. But my dad went to um, try some Hanafil's mussels or whatever it was. And he immediately, instead of just like being like, okay, I don't like this. I'm going to go ahead and just like swallow and not eat anymore. He runs in dramatic fashion to the kitchen sink, spits it up. And like makes a show of like, oh my god, oh the texture! It's so like in front of my mother's extended family that he's just meeting for the first time. Ooh, yeah, no bueno. But this is the thing that's always craziest to me. It's like my dad was born and raised in Massachusetts, and I'm like, you know how much shellfish? Like, yeah, I, it just, how did he, he was. Make I don't it? think it was ever exposed to it as a kid. But it's like shocking to me because it's so co- like everyone eats seafood in new england like that's that's yeah i remember going to like whatever i forgot what that damn place was was fucking chowder pot or some shit like that some big like yeah something crazed for seafood up up in new england yeah it's huge but anyways i agree with you i i think i need someone that's adventurous or at least has the like social grace to finish eating the item and then just not take any more of it. You know what I mean? Like not run to the kitchen sink <laughs> and throw it up. Like yeah, chew it and swallow. Like if you find out you're allergic and you feel your tongue swelling, I get then spitting it out. That I understand. <laughs> no, like, you man up and you finish that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? I don't give a damn. Is it Hitch? Um, that Will Smith movie. Oh, where yeah, <laughs> it's all. She's he like, are you allergic up, yeah. to? shellfish and he's like uh yeah she's like your face <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah anywho uh i agree with you i think that's a great note to end it on spitting up a muscle in a kitchen sink yeah and and, and i guess i i would say these are not like hard like not changeable things all the time sometimes you you may, like i could change my mind Maybe eventually somebody will be flashy and I'll look past it all. And I'll be like, you want to take a jet to go to Miami? Let's go. Not Man. likely. I cannot wait for you to pick me up at the airport in a Tesla. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a Honda Civic covered in dog hair um, with a lot of coffee stains on the seats. I hope that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. At least I know how to open your door. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, I think you can do it. Don't get too stoned. Well, uh, next week then, I will see you and the listeners. We'll see you. Maybe on the ring doorbell. Bye. We'll see. Bye.